Hallelujah. Let's all lift up our hands in the sanctuary of the Lord. We are about to worship the Lord. Let's close our eyes and pay attention to what's happening. Let's tune our frequency into the heavens. Can the choir join me, please?
up our voices and lift up our voices in the heavenly language. Let's begin to pray in the heavenly language. And if you don't know how to pray in the heavenly language, just say something to the Father. Just say something to God. Let us approach the heavens. Let's lift up our voices and begin to pray.
making an attempt. I am making an attempt to make you prayer strategists. People who know how to pray. And what to say in prayer. I want us to pray one more time. And as the theme of this month. Als het thema van deze maand is spiritual growth. Is spirituele groei. I want us to grow in the area of prayer. Ik wil dat we groeien op het gebied van gebed. I don't want us to just hum along. Ik wil dat we gewoon zomaar mee meedoen. I don't want us to just chant along. Dat we gewoon zomaar meebidden. I don't want us to just be people who can't speak in tongues. Ik wil dat er zomaar mensen zijn die niet in in tongen kunnen bidden. But aren't achieving anything in the spiritual realms. Maar niks bereiken in de geestelijke gewesten. I want us to be people. Ik wil dat er mensen zijn that know how to pray. Die weten hoe te bidden. That know when to pray. Die weten wanneer te bidden. And know what to say in prayer. En wat te zeggen in gebed. I want us to shift out of the realm we are right now Ik as a church. Ik wil dat we vanuit de and shift into another realm of prayer. Whereas when we pray, things shift. Governmental decisions shift. That foundation shift. That fundament to verander. Because gospel of Christ church is lifting up its tongue. But gospel of Christ is tongue. I want us to pray strategic prayers. I want us to become strategists in prayers as I said. Because what I've seen, is that a few of us pray with substance. A few of us have really tasted of the secret place. Have really put ourselves aside. For God to show us what is happening in the spiritual realm. And I've noticed that with a lot of us. We are just going with the flow. But we don't really understand what is causing the flow. And what is really happening. We pray along. But some of us don't really understand. Why we pray the way we pray. Why you must pray in a certain manner. Why you must pray specific prayer points in a specific period. So tonight. I need you to go home equipped. As a person who knows how to pray. Not just that you come to church. And that you just go with the flow because you feel forced. I want you to go with the flow. That is important. But I need you to go with the flow because you are understanding why we are flowing that way. I don't need you to go with the flow simply because we are going with the flow. I need you to understand why the flow was created in the first place. And therefore go with it. Because if you pray along, but don't understand why we pray the way we pray, you will go home and not know how to repeat it yourself. And that is how some of us, actually a lot of us, fall into prayerlessness. You may turn the lights on. 
That is how a lot of us that is van ons fall into ignorance in and we make certain statements we make dan because we come to church and we see certain things happening and, we see that things and the leaders moving in a certain way and the leaders but because we don't understand the government of God and we just went along with what is said and done in church we go home and the people back there and the have the power to influence your mindset about the things of the church because you came to church and just went with the flow but you didn't make any attempt to understand why the church was flowing in the way it's tonight I need everybody to go home equipped and become a strategist in prayer Hallelujah. Amen. You may all take your seat. And of course, clap your hands for the Almighty God. <coughs> Tonight, I will preach or teach briefly on prayer. And just for you to not feel as if I'm speaking out of the point of view from a leader and as if you can't do the same as I do allow me to just take off my jacket so that we can connect a bit more hallelujah Let's close our eyes once again. Father, I thank you for the privilege of sharing your word with your people. Father, I pray that no undiluted, that no diluted word shall flow out of my mouth. Father, I pray that your undiluted word, O oh Lord my God, might reach your people. Father, let the word come unto us in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that your word shall be spoken. I pray that the very meal that you have prepared for your people might be given as a dinner tonight. Father, I pray that your people will go home equipped in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that any mindset that is corrupted in this place, Father, I pray that it might take a shift from now on in the name of Jesus. Father, I decree and declare that any foundational demon that is rooted in the people, Father, I pray that it might be turned around by your very word in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that anything that we have been taught from our youth on, Father, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that by the very power rooted in the word of God, it might be rooted up in the name of Jesus. I arise to establish my legal right in this nation, in this dominion, in this nation, in this very territory, in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, as your word is being preached, oh Lord my God, touch the people in every area of their life. Father, even the way they thought about the academics, the way they thought about you, the few they had about the church, the few they had about their friends and family members. Father, I pray that by the very word of God that is about to be preached tonight, Father, Lord, my God, cause them to relearn. Father, cause them, oh Lord, my God, to have a shift in their mindset. Father, I pray, oh Lord, my God, that they will be retaught the things of God that were taught them in a bad way. Father, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that your spirit may have its free way in the name of Jesus. Father, have your way in this place. Have your way in this place, oh God. Have your way in this place, oh God. Any demon that was wounded in this place, causing the people to be distracted, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I take authority over this place and this jurisdiction in the name of Jesus as the word of God is willing to come 
Holy Ghost. Father, whatsoever the people have experienced this day, that is causing them to stumble over the word of God and not accept it wholeheartedly. Father, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you might pierce through their hearts in the name of Jesus. Father, I arrest, I arrest, I arrest any demon that is causing the people to be distracted, any demon that is corrupting the minds of the people, do not take on the word of God. Father, I pray that you will have your way, have your free space in this meeting. In the mighty name of Jesus, you are welcome, Holy Spirit. We welcome you. We welcome you, Jesus. We welcome you, Jesus. You are welcome in this place. You are welcome in this place, Father. You are welcome in this place, Father. You are welcome in this place, Father. And I'm praying this long because oftentimes we just flow on. We just go on. We just start. While there are many people distracted. And many aren't here. Apostle Paul. He said unto his people. I'm not present with you bodily. But I'm there with you in the spirit. So it is a thing for you to be present spiritually. So I don't need you to be only be present bodily. But be here with your mind. Be here with your spirit. Be here with your soul. You need to be able to feel as you are sitting here. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands for just a couple minutes. As we are putting our focus upon the heavens. Because you risk just hearing the preaching. And thinking that it's just the preaching. Thinking that it's just the fiery service. And go back home unequipped. Not having learned anything. Because you were amazed and hyped up by the charisma, maybe the way I speak. But haven't really thought about it, haven't really accepted it in your heart. Put your focus on heaven. Can the strength be lifted, please, brother? Yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord. It is a heavenly meeting where saints are coming together to get equipped and go out and transform the nations. But we need to be able to receive first ourselves. So I need us to be focused. Of you, God. 
you are welcome in this space oh father oh majestic king have your way let it be less about who is speaking and more about you god may the people's mind be god-centered instead of preachers centered have your way in this place oh god father purify my tongue with coals from of your altar that everything that will be spoken might be pure and true we welcome your presence in this place almighty father You are exalted. We lift up your banner, O oh Jesus. Enter every heart. Make our minds conform yours. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands for Jesus. Let's clap our hands for Jesus. Let's clap our hands for Jesus. Hallelujah. First and foremost, I want to thank the Almighty God. For the privilege of sharing the word of God with you guys. So once again, let's clap our hands with God. Secondly, I want to thank Apostle Jolly and Pastor John. They are real good people. And every time I think about them, and elke keer ik aan hen denk. I only desire to make them more proud. I want them to know that their investment won't go wasted. And I just don't know what to say about them anymore because they are so good. They are so loving. And they really deserve it all. I texted Apostle Jolly and I said to him, it feels so good to see you being happy. Het voelt zo goed om om u blij te zien. Because oftentimes we don't think about the mental health and the feelings of our pastors, apostles. Heel vaak denken we niet aan de aan de mentale gestaat van onze leiders. The leaders who are set over a church. De leiders die over een kerk gaan. So as I saw him playing in Nigeria with his children and his wife. Dus toen ik hem zag met dat hij speelde met zijn vrouw en zijn kinderen. I was really glad in my heart. Was ik heel blij in mijn hart. I love them so much. Ik hou zoveel van hen. They are the one who raised me. Zij zijn degene die mij hebben opgevoed, who invested in me, die die mij hebben geïnvesteerd, and who are a very big part of the reason why I'm able to share the word of God with you guys. En die een groot deel zijn van dat ik hier kan staan vandaag en voor met jullie kan delen. So can we clap our hands for Pastor John? And lastly, I want to thank every leader present. En tenslotte wil ik elke leider hier bedanken. Give leader Precious, leader Michelle, leader Sunday, leader Lexi. In the signal, I want to thank all of you guys. Hallelujah. So as the word of God will be shared tonight, I need you to pay attention. Especially if you are a new person. 
Because I will try to teach on prayer. Ben ik wil onderwijs over gebed. And why prayer is important. En waarom gebed belangrijk is. As we are in a month of spiritual growth and intensive prayers. In een maand van spirituele groei en intense gebeden. You need to understand. Je moet begrijpen. Why the theme isn't just spiritual growth and prayer. Waarom het thema niet gewoon spirituele groei is en gebed. It is intensive prayer for a reason. Het is intensief gebed voor een reden. There is a certain way you must pray. Er is een bepaalde manier hoe je moet bidden. If you want to achieve certain things. Als je bepaalde dingen wilt bereiken. So therefore intensive prayer. Dus daarom intensief gebed. And I want you to come to the understanding. En ik wil dat je tot het begrip komt. Why your prayer at times must be intensive. Waarom je gebed soms intensief moet zijn. And I want you to understand how to pray intensively. En ik wil dat je begrijpt hoe intensief te bidden. So the why and the how. Hallelujah. Dus de waarom en de hoe. Let's rise as we are reading the first scripture. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 5. And as I said, I would just teach briefly. So that we can pray afterwards. So they're not gonna bid Proverbs chapter 10, verse 5. He who gathers in summer is a wise son. He who sleeps in harvest is a son who causes shame. Spreken we over 10 vers 5. Als je in de zomer de oogst binnenhaalt, ben je verstandig. Maar als je slaapt in de oogsttijd, is dat een schande. Amen. So in the King James Version it says, He that gathered in summer is a wise son. But he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that causes shame. Hallelujah. Is that the Basis Bible version? Yeah. Alright, can you read it one more time? Spreuken 10, verse 5. Als je in een zomer de oogst binnenhaalt, ben je verstandig. Maar als je slaapt in de oogsttijd, is dat een schande. Somebody say sleep. sleep. Say sleep. sleep. Say harvest. harvest. And say shame. shame. Underline these words in your Bible as you're taking your seat. Onderschrijf ze in je Bijbel, je plaats niet. So sleep. Dus slaap. Harvest. Oogst. And shame. En schande. Sleep, slaap, harvest, oogsttijd en shame. En schande. Sleep, slaap, harvest, oogsttijd en shame. En schande. One more time. Sleep, slaap, harvest, oogsttijd en shame. En schande. Now I read again. He who sleeps in harvest is a son who causes shame. Als je in de zomer de oogst binnenhaalt, ben je verstandig. Maar als je slaapt in de oogsttijd, is dat een schande. Amen. I want you to really understand the scriptures nogmaals. He who gathers in summer is a wise son. Als je in de zomer de oogst binnenhaalt, ben je verstandig. He who sleeps in harvest is the son who causes shame. In de oogsttijd is dat een schande. He who sleeps in harvest is a son who causes shame. Maar als je slaapt in de oogsttijd is dat een schande. Some people just don't have because they don't have. Sommige mensen hebben niet omdat ze gewoon niet hebben. And others don't have. Maar anderen hebben niet. Because they allowed that what they had. Omdat ze toestaan dat wat ze hadden. So the harvest. Dus de oogst. To go wasted. Dat het gewoon verspild raakt. Because of sleep. Vanwege slaap. And therefore untimely harvesting. En daarom dus dat ze niet tijdelijk hun oogst binnenhalen. Because if you don't harvest. Want als je je oogst niet binnenhaalt. Timely. Op de juiste moment. Op de and juiste you moment. sleep in the very season you are supposed to harvest. En je slaapt in de oogsttijd. Your crops will get. They will go wasted. Dan is je oogst gewoon verspild. 
So you then have an untimely harvesting. Dus dan heb je een ontijdige oogst. Because you slept. Omdat je sliep. And this is a parable. And this is een vergelijking. In seasons we as Christians. In seizoenen wij als christenen. Are supposed to harvest seven achievements. Moeten we bepaalde dingen oogsten. After we are sleeping. Nadat we hebben geslapen. And what does sleep stand for? En waar staat sla- uh, slaap voor? You are not aware. Je bent niet bewust. Of the things you are supposed to achieve. Van de dingen die je hoort te bereiken. Of the things you are supposed to run after. Op de dingen waar je achterna moet rennen. So you can be a person who is active. Dus je kunt de persoon zijn die actief is. But in the eyes of heaven still asleep. Maar in de oog van hemel ben je nog steeds aan het slapen. Because you are not going after the things you are supposed to go. Als je niet de dingen achterna gaan waar je wel achterna hoort te gaan. He who sleeps in harvest is a son who casts shame. Maar als je slaapt in de oogstijd is dat een schande. He who sleeps in harvest. Maar als je slaapt in de oogstijd is a son who casts shame. Is dat een schande? Your sleep, je slaap can cause shame. Kan voor schande zorgen. When it is done at the wrong time. Wanneer het gedaan wordt in op een verkeerd tijdstip. Your sleep can cause you shame. Je slaap kan kan voor zorgen dat het schande is. When it is done at the wrong time. Wanneer het gedaan wordt op een verkeerde tijd. The time wherein you are supposed to reap. De tijd wanneer je hoort te oogsten. The enemy can also excessively. De vijand kan er ook voor zorgen. Make you worry. Ervoor zorgen dat je je heel erg zorgen maakt. Worry. Zwaar. Oh, dat je je zwaar voelt. Je voelt je heel zwaar en slaperig. In seasons you are supposed to reap. In seizoenen waarbij je hoort te oogsten. For you to end up ashamed. Zodat jij dan uiteindelijk... En poor. En arm. I repeat, he who sleeps in harvest. Maar als je slaapt in de oogsttijd, is a son who casts shame. Is dat een schande? He who sleeps in harvest. Maar als je slaapt in de oogsttijd, is a son who casts shame. Is dat een schande? When you snore away during harvest. Wanneer je snurkt tijdens de oogsttijd, you have nothing to offer your generation. Dan heb je niks te bieden aan je generatie. And if you don't have anything to offer your generation. En als je niks te bieden hebt aan je generatie. The memory of your name. De herinnering van je naam, it will just rot away. Zal gewoon weg, weg, weggaan. Because your generation has nothing to remember you for. Want je generatie heeft er niks aan om te herinneren. If you are a person who knows how to sow, als jij een persoon bent die weet hoe te zaaien, but does not know how to reap, maar niet weet hoe te oogsten, because you thought that it was all about sowing and not the reaping part. Want jij dacht dat het ging om het zaaien en niet over oogsten. You will still cause shame to your family and your generation. Dan zorg ervoor dat je nog steeds schande brengt in je generatie en voor je familie. He who sleeps in harvest is a son who causes shame. Maar als je slaapt in de oogsten is dat een schande. You can be awake in the sowing time. Je kunt wakker zijn in de zaai en op het moment dat je moet zaaien, but asleep in the harvesting time. Maar dat je slaapt tijdens de oogsten. And to you it will seem as if God is wicked because you have done your best. And for you also, denk je misschien dat God niet goed is omdat je je best hebt gedaan. But what you must understand is that you might have been awake in the sowing time. En wat je moet begrijpen is dat je misschien al wakker bent geweest in de zaaitijd. But you went asleep in the harvesting time because you because you thought that the work was done. Maar je ging slapen in de oogst en je dacht dat het werk klaar was. Let me take an example. Laat me een voorbeeld nemen. We are hosting a conference. We hebben een conferentie. And you are preparing. You are preparing intensively. Voor, heel intensief. And now the conference has been held. En nu is de conferentie geweest. And you think that the work has been done. En je denkt dat het werk voorbij is. Wow, it's now the time to harvest the soil that have come. Ja, maar juist nu is het de tijd om te, om te oogsten. Was now the time to pray more intensively. Nu is het tijd om juist meer intensief te bidden. Because you made yourself a higher target for the enemy. Want je hebt ervoor gezorgd dat je een hoop dat je 
And suddenly you see that you have preached powerfully. And I'll see that you misschien wel krachtig hebt gepredigd. But afterwards you masturbated. Maar daarna heb je misschien gemasturbeerd. Afterwards you fell into deep sin. Misschien ben je daarna in een diepe zonde gevallen. Because you get the part of sowing into people. Omdat je begrijpt dat je moet zaaien in de mensen. But the, so, the, the reaping time you forsook. Maar in de oogst dat heb je gewoon weggelaten. He who sleeps in harvest. Maar als je slaapt in de oogsttijd, a son who casts a shame. Is dat een schande? Someone say sleep. Iemand zegt Say harvest. Say shame. En schande. Say sleep. Slaap. Say harvest. Oogsttijd. Say shame. En schande. Nobody who hasn't been of great value in his generation. Niemand die een, groot, een grote vader is geweest in deze generatie. Nobody who hasn't been of great value. Dus als je niets hebt betekend voor je generatie, zal het moeilijk zijn voor die mensen om je nog steeds te herinneren wanneer je overlijdt. If you haven't done anything tangible for your generation, it will be hard for them to still remember you. There are many of my age mates who have passed away. And there are a few I can remember. Because the rest of them, they didn't do anything tangibly or of great value while they were alive. So that generation has no reason to really remember them. Dus de generatie heeft geen reden om hen te herinneren. So nobody who hasn't been of great value. Dus niemand, ze zijn niet van een grote waarde geweest. Is remembered by future generations. Die wordt dan herinnerd door de volgende generaties. You need to make yourself of great value in your generation. Je moet jezelf van hoge waarde maken in, die, in je generatie. To be remembered. Zodat je herinnerd wordt. When you, for example, hear names as Archbishop Benson Idahosa, Archbishop Benson Idahosa, everybody knows that it is a man of prayer. And even if you didn't knew that it, that it was a man of prayer, you somehow still know the name. When you say, for example, Mandela, you might don't know what he has really done. You know what I'm saying? But you still know the name. But you cannot say the name. You still know the name. You cannot say the name. When you say things like Steve Jobs, name no so Steve Jobs, you might don't know who he really was. You know what I'm saying? Who he really was. You might don't know who was, for example, Bill Gates. You know what I'm saying? Bill Gates was. But somehow you still know the name. Maar toch weet je nog steeds de naam. Because it has been mentioned frequently in your generation. Vaak genoemd is in jouw generatie. Because these people have made themselves of great value while they were alive. Want deze mensen waren van hoge waarde toen ze levend waren. Your legacy, je nalatenschap. It depends. Bepaalt. It depends on when you decide to sleep. Hangt af van wanneer je bepaalt te slapen. Your legacy depends on when you decide to sleep. Je nalatenschap hangt af van wanneer je besluit te slapen. If in the moments these people are just named, als, op, als deze mensen die we net hebben genoemd, if in the moments they were supposed to reap the harvest, als ze moesten oogsten, and they were then asleep, en ze sliepen toen, they wouldn't have made themselves a great value in their generation. Dan hadden ze geen hoge waarde in hun generatie. And would therefore not be remembered. En daarom zouden ze dus niet herinnerd worden. You need to make yourself a great value. Je moet jezelf een hoge waarde maken. And you do that by knowing when to sleep and when not to sleep. En dat doe je door te weten wanneer te slapen en wanneer niet. Knowing when it is time to reap the harvest. Weten wanneer het tijd is om te oogsten. Knowing when it is time to do a bit more work. Weet wanneer het tijd is om wat iets meer werk te leveren. Knowing when it is time to not rest but do more work even though you feel tired. Wanneer niet te rusten maar meer te werken ook al voel je je moe. Knowing when to still do it. 
Weet het wanneer je nog steeds gewoon no doet. Knowing when to still do it. Wanneer je het gewoon nog steeds moet doen. When everything around you says no, you still do it. Wanneer alles om je heen zegt nee, maar dan doe je het nog steeds. Because you know that this is not the time to sleep. Want als je weet, want dit is niet de tijd om te slapen. This is the time to harvest. Dit is de tijd om te oogsten. This is the time to stay aware. Dit is de tijd om bewust te blijven. This is the time to do a bit more work. Dit is de tijd om iets meer werk te leveren. Knowing when to sleep. Weten wanneer te slapen. And knowing when to stay awake. En wanneer wakker te blijven. When you snore away during harvest, wanneer je wegsnurkt in de tijd van oogsttijd, you risk yourself. Dan riskeer jezelf being of no value to your generation. Als je niet van waarde bent in je generatie. Don't snore away during harvest. Snurk jezelf niet weg in de oogsttijd. Know when to sleep. Weet wanneer je moet slapen. Know when to stay awake. Weet wanneer je wakker moet blijven. Know when to stay aware. Weet wanneer je bewust moet blijven. Let's skip our Bibles to Genesis chapter 32. We gaan naar Genesis hoofdstuk 32. We are going somewhere. And just for you to understand it a bit more. Someone who knows when to sow. Iemand die weet wanneer te zaaien. But doesn't understand when to harvest. Maar niet begrijpt wanneer je moet oogsten. Who doesn't understand when it's time to reap. Die niet begrijpt wanneer het tijd is om de oogst binnen te halen. It's as if you are working for an employer. Dan lijkt het alsof je werkt voor een, een werkgever. But you forget to give him your bank details. Maar je vergeet je, je bankrekening aan hem te geven. So at the end of the month. Dus aan het einde van de maand. You have done the work. Heeft het werk gedaan. And you expect payment. En je verwacht dat je er wordt uitbetaald. Not knowing that you skipped a part that was very important. Niet weten dat je een, een, een belangrijk You snore away during that part. En je sliep gewoon in, in die tijd. So you have an untimely harvesting. Dus je hebt dan geen tijdige oogst. Je wordt niet uitbetaald. Je wordt dus niet uitbetaald. Dus er is geen oogst. An untimely harvesting. It went wasted. The crops went wasted. Het werd verspild. Because you forget a vital part. Omdat je een heel belangrijk punt vergat. You have done the work. Je hebt het werk gedaan. But you missed the part. Maar je hebt het deel gemist. The part where you needed to stay awake. Het deel waar je wakker moest blijven. Because actually the point why you did the work, waarom je het werk deed, is for you to be paid. Zodat je werd uitbetaald. But if you don't give your employer the bank details, maar als je je bankrekening maar niet geeft, it will be hard for him to pay you. Dan wordt het moeilijk voor hem om jou te uitbetalen. And this is just a law of life. En dit is gewoon een wet van het leven. If you decide to sow, als jij besluit te zaaien, but still snore away during your harvesting time, maar gewoon wegsnurkt in de oogsttijd, life will cheat you. Dan zal het leven je bedriegen. And you will get frustrated. En je zult gefrustreerd raken. Because to you it seems as if you have done anything you could do. Want voor jou lijkt het misschien alsof je alles hebt gedaan wat je kon doen. But you slept in your harvest time. Maar je sliep in je oogsttijd. I will just read through the whole of Genesis chapter 32. Zal lezen door Genesis 32. And we'll stop at certain verses. And stop it by the part of verse. And afterwards we'll pray. And then we'll bid. Because tonight is all about prayer. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 32 from verse 1. So you will see in this chapter that Jacob is making a plea. That Jacob an eis stelde. And he will repeatedly remind God about certain promises. And he will God says a reminder from the Bible, the promises. He will remind God about what God has promised him. 
En hij herinnerde God wat God hem heeft beloofd. There were certain promises that God made to Abraham and Isaac. Er waren bepaalde beloftes die God heeft gemaakt aan Abraham en Isaac. And Jacob knew these promises. En Jacob wist ervan. So when he was praying, dus toen hij bad, he reminded God about what God had promised. Hij herinnerde God van wat God beloofd had. And I believe it is Jacob's ability. En ik geloof dat dat Jacob het kon doen. Is Jacob's ability to recite what God has promised. Dat Jacob in staat was om, te, um, om op te noemen wat God hem dus en zijn voorvaderen heeft beloofd. I believe that it is that ability to recite what God had promised him. Dat hij om op te noemen wat God hem heeft beloofd. Why he therefore found favor in the sight of his brother Esau. Dat hij daarom gunst vond in de ogen van zijn broeder Esau. When it was time for Isaac to bless his two sons. Toen het tijd was dat Isaac zijn twee zonen, zonen zou zegenen. The mother of the sons and Jacob. De moeder van de zoon en van de zonen en Jacob. They kind of cheated themselves into the blessing which was supposed to be given to Esau. Ze bedrogen zichzelf in de zegening die eigenlijk voor Esau bedoeld was. So Esau was angry. Dus Esau was woest. And it was in chapter 27 verse 41. En het was in Hosea 27 vers 41. And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, the day of mourning for my father are at hand. Then will I slay my brother Jacob. And in the New King James Version, it says, it's 41. So Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, the days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. So in his heart, Esau had already vowed. Had Esau al een belofte gemaakt to kill Jacob, om Jacob te doden. But as we will read through the book of Genesis chapter 32. Maar als we lezen in Genesis 32, we will see that suddenly Jacob, dan zien we dat plotseling Jacob found favor in the sight of the man who vowed to kill him. Gunst vond in de man die beloofd had om te doden. And I believe that it was because of Jacob's ability. En ik geloof omdat het was omdat Jacob in staat was. To recite what God had promised him. Om te opnemen wat God hem heeft beloofd. We'll just read. Genesis chapter 32. Verse 1. So Jacob went on his way. And the angel of God met him. When Jacob saw them. He said. This is God's camp. And he called the name of that place. Mahanaim. Then Jacob sent messengers before him. To Esau his brother. In the land of Seir, the country of Edom. And he commanded them, saying, Speak thus to my Lord Esau. Thus your servant Jacob says, I have dwelt with Laban and stayed there until now. I have oxen, donkeys, flocks, and male and female servants. And I have sent to tell my Lord that I have found faith that I may found, find favor in your sight. You may read. Genesis 32, verse 1. Ook Jacob vertrok in een andere richting. En engelen van God kwamen hem tegemoet. <coughs> Toen hij hen zag, zei hij, dit is een leger van God. Daarom noemde hij die plek Mahanaim. Jacob stuurde boodschappers voor zich uit naar zijn broer Esau. Esau woonde in het gebied Zij. Dat gebied wordt ook Edom genoemd. En hij zei tegen hen, zeg tegen Esau, dit zegt ze Dina Jacob. Ik heb tot nu toe als vreemdeling bij Laban gewoond. 
Ik heb een koeien, ezels, schapen en geiten. Slavinnen en slavinnen gekregen. Ik laat je dit van tevoren weten en hoop dat je niet langer kwaad op me zal zijn. De boodschappers zeiden, kwamen bij Jacob terug en zeiden, we zijn bij uw broer Ezaal geweest. Hij is nu met 400 mannen op weg naar u toe. Amen. Amen. And now we read on to verse 19. So from verse 6. Then the messengers returned to Jacob saying, we came to your brother Esau and he also is coming to meet you. And 400 men are with him. So Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed. And he divided the people that were with him and the flocks and herds and camels into two companies. And he said, if Esau comes to the one company and attacks it, then the other company which is left will escape. Then Jacob said, oh God of my father, of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, the Lord who said to me, Return to your country and to your family. And I will deal well with you. Underline the word well. Have you underlined it? The word well. Does it also say that in? Yes. Does the King James Version say well? Yes. yes. Amen. But then we have just read it for seven. So Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed and he divided the people that were with him. So you got to see it as if he was the owner of a company. And because he was now scared and distressed and afraid, he was now dividing his company. So that was a negative sign for his company. It was as if the price or the value of his company went down. Because a division had to be made. And there was a risk that a certain part of that company would go wasted. Is it clear for everybody? Amen. So he said, so Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed and he divided the people that were with him and the flocks and herds and camels into two companies. Genesis 32 vanaf vers 6. De boodschappers kwamen bij Jacob terug en zeiden: We zijn bij uw broer Esau geweest. Hij is nu met 400 mannen op weg naar u toe. Toen werd Jacob erg bang. Hij verdeelde de mensen die bij hem waren in twee groepen. Ook de schapen, geiten, koeien en kamelen verdeelde hij in twee groepen. Want hij dacht: Als Esau op de ene groep afkomt en die verslaat, kan een andere groep ontsnappen. Amen. En dan we have just read in. Which verse was it? Verse 9. Return to your family. Return to your country and to your family. And I will deal well with you. So that was what God had promised Jacob. But still along the line. He still ended up greatly afraid. And distressed. Well, God said, I will be well with you if you do this. But still along the line, he became afraid and distressed. But God said, I will be well with you. So does that now make God a liar? It doesn't. Let's read along. From verse 10. I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies and of all the truth which you have shown your servant. For I crossed over this Jordan with my staff, and now I have become two companies. Deliver me, I pray, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest he come and attack me 
and the mother with the children. For you said, I will surely treat you well and make your descendants as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. So he reminded God about what God had promised him. In this plea, in this eyes, in this prayer, in this gebed, there was no emotion to be found. Was er geen emotie te vinden. God promised him something. God beloofde hem iets. But in this very situation, it seemed as if God was not a man who honored his promises. En in deze situatie leek alsof God zijn belofte niet nakwam. But still, Jacob simply said, "Maar Jacob zei gewoon: Deliver me." Bevrijd mij. From the hand of my brother Esau. For I fear him. Want ik ben bang. He did not accuse God. Hij God niet. He simply reminded God about what God had said. And that is the problem of us. Some prayer warriors. We want to be people of prayer. But when it comes to certain situations, in our distress, in our bezorgdheid, we then think about what God has promised us. And don't fall into our emotions. emotions. And it then seems as if God is a liar. And we don't pray anymore. And we don't pray But even though Jacob knew that God had promised him something, he did not accuse God. Hij beschuldigde God niet. But he simply prayed. Maar hij bad gewoon. And he said, deliver me. En hij zei, bevrijd me. Even though God had already promised to deliver him. Ook had God hem al beloofd hem te bevrijden. He still asked the prayer to get delivered. Hij vroeg nog steeds een gebed om hem te bevrijden. Even though he knew that deliverance was already promised. Hij wist al dat bevrijding hem al beloofd was. He still asked God for deliverance. Vroeg hij nog steeds God voor bevrijding. He still asked God for deliverance. Vroeg hij nog steeds God voor bevrijding. What is our as Christians, many of us, is that we feel too entitled to some blessings. We feel ons gewoon te. Je voelt alsof het je toebehoort dat iedereen om je heen, inclusief God, er alles aan moet doen dat jij succes hebt in het leven. But this promise was made to Jacob. Maar deze belofte was voor Jacob. But still he had to pray for the very fulfillment of that promise. Maar hij moest nog steeds bidden voor de vervulling van die belofte. It is promised. Het is beloofd. But your promise can be hijacked if you don't position yourself well. Maar je belofte kan misschien. He prayed based on the promises God made to him. Hij bad gebaseerd op de beloftes die God voor hem had. It was a strategic prayer. Het was een strategisch gebed. He knew how to pray. Hij wist hoe te bidden. And what to say in prayer. En wat te zeggen in gebed. And the circumstances around it did not matter. En de situatie om hem heen boeide hem niet. Because he knew that it was promised. Want hij wist dat het beloofd was. But he still prayed as if it was not promised. Maar hij bad alsof het niet beloofd was. He still prayed as if it was not promised. Hij bad alsof het helemaal niet beloofd was. If it was our case. Als het in onze situatie was. We would have behaved as if it is promised, so I don't need to do anything anymore. Because the moment some of us receive prophecies, we think that that is it. That God has already spoken, so it will happen. You still need to position yourself. You still need to remind the heavenlies about what has been spoken over your life. You still need to tell your generation and remind the devil that there is a mantle on your life. The devil and the heavenly still need a reminder. They need a reminder. They need a reminder. They need a reminder. They need a reminder. But what it is with some of us, especially when we sow into the kingdom of God, we just sow recklessly. 
We don't think about why we are sowing and what we are sowing. Well, they can eat, but also, what the sire. So when we come and this one at certain points in our life, on part of black in our life, we don't know. We don't know where. We don't know where the right of is. So we don't know how to. Which reason we have to place a demand on certain things? We do an ask to sell a bunch of things. Because along the line, we just have been doing things recklessly. Want to go on things and rule us down? You have said, but you don't know where you have said. You don't know why you have said one time. You just did it because it was said. You did it because it was said. So when it comes to certain situations, you don't know why God is saying, "I have this and this and this thing said, so I demand this very thing." Because you just went along with the flow recklessly. You did not do it intentionally. You did it because it was said. You did it because the leader said it. I need people to become intentional Christians. I need people to become intentional sowers, intentional prayer warriors. That you don't just scream in prayer because your neighbor is screaming, but because you scream because you know what you want. Ik wil dat je ontzettelijk doet. Especially if you are new in this kingdom. Vooral wanneer je nieuw bent in het koninkrijk. Because I can tell you at sometimes it will seem as if God is a liar. God een leugenaar is. It will seem as if leaders are lying to you. En lijkt alsof leiders dan misschien. It will look as if we just want your money. En lijkt alsof we dan gewoon je geld willen. And of course the kingdom of God on earth it needs to be supported. Het koninkrijk van God moet. When it came to the when it came to the time of Acts, when it came in the time of handling, and if you are new, listen attentively. And as a new believer, you're good. When it came to the time of Acts, when it came in the time of handling, the people sold their land. When they sold their land, they sold their land. They sold their land. They sold their land. Because the gospel came at a point. Where it could no longer progress without finances. So the apostles who were set over the church. The apostles who over the kerk destijds waren gezet om te leiden. They asked the people for financial support. For financial support. And with the financial support that and was given to the church back then, we will then see people getting prepped, deacons being appointed, and it was all being made a business. So they were spirit-filled and faithful people put over that part of the church. Because there were some people in the church back then who had a problem with how things were going. They said that their women were neglected. Where the women were neglected. In the sharing of bread and certain things. So Apostle Peter had something like, I will appoint deacons who carry the spirit, who carry faith. Geloof en een geest dragen, zodat dit part of the church can be solved. Zodat deze deel van de kerk opgelost kan worden. But Apostle Peter wouldn't have that privilege. Maar Apostle Peter zou dat voorrecht niet hebben. If finances weren't given. Als financiën niet gegeven werden. So it's not that the leaders need your money. Het is niet dat de leiders je geld nodig hebben. I'm not getting any of your money. Ik krijg geen money. The leaders aren't getting any of your money. Ik krijg geen money niet van je geld. It is all for the church. It is all for the gospel. It's all for the gospel to proceed. 
for we don't need your payment. We all have jobs. We all go to school. The money doesn't come into our pockets. We are not paid for anything. Even when it comes to the department, we are doing the things ourselves. The choir is doing everything itself. The ushers are even buying water for the church. The money does not come into our hands. When it comes to conferences, that is when the money is then used. We don't need your money, especially me. I don't need your money. The church is not using you. But if you are not learned on such topics, if you just go with the flow recklessly because we say it, and you don't know why you are doing it, you won't be able to position yourself like Jacob did. Jacob knew which promises were made to him and his forefathers Jacob and why. So he knew what to tell God when he needed a certain thing. If Jacob would have been a man who would have gone about the church topics, the things that were happening in the church just recklessly, he wouldn't have known what to tell God in prayer. Because when we raise funds, when we raise funds, this when we funds in the kerk, because we don't ask for your money. We raise funds. It's a slight difference. We raise funds. When we raise funds and you come to the front, and you don't have in your mind that you are doing it for God, so there is a why added to your act. You will just think that you are doing it for the leaders and the church. And you won't know how to petition God in prayer when you come at a certain point in your life. But Jacob, he knew how to petition God in prayer. That it came to a point that the man that was actually the person that actually the man that was actually determined to kill him, the person who actually is bereid was to die, turned into a man who favored him. Werd een persoon die hem eigenlijk gunstte. Because Jacob went about the things of God intentionally. Omdat Jacob opzettelijk was met de dingen van God. So he said in verse 9. Oh God, my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac. The Lord who said to me. So he did not only rely on the promises based the promises given to Father Abraham and Father Isaac. But he also had something God said to him. So he, rep- he went further. Return to your country and to your family. And I will deal well with you. I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies and of all the truth which you have shown your servant. For I crossed over this Jordan with my staff. And now I have become two companies. Deliver me, I pray. From the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau. For I fear him, lest he come and attack me, and the mother with the children. For you said, I will surely treat you well, and make your descendants as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. So he lodged there that same night, and took what came to his hands as a present for Esau, his brother. Two hundred female goats, and twenty male goats, two hundred ewes, and 20 rams, 
30 milk camels with their coats, 40 cows and 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys and 10 foals. Then he delivered them to the hand of his servants, every drove by itself, and said to his servant, Pass over before me and put some distance between successive droves. And he commanded the first one, saying, When Esau, my brother, meets you and asks you, saying, To whom do you belong? And where are you going? Whose are these in front of you? Then you shall say, They are your servant Jacob's. It is a present sent to my lord Esau. And behold, he is also behind us. So he commanded the second, the third, and all of who followed the droves, saying, In this manner you shall speak to Esau when you find him. Genesis hoofdstuk 32 vanaf vers 9. Toen bad Jacob, God van mijn vader, grootvader, God van mijn grootvader Abraham en van mijn vader Isaac. Heer, u heeft tegen mij gezegd, ga terug naar je land en naar je familie. Ik zal goed voor je zijn. Ik ben het helemaal niet waar dat u zo goed voor mij bent geweest en mij zoveel heeft gegeven. Ik had op de heenweg alleen een staf toen ik de Jordaan overstak. Nu heb ik deze twee grote groep, groepen, mensen en dieren. Heer, red mij nu alsjeblieft uit de handen van mijn broer Esau. Want ik ben bang dat hij mij zal doden, bij de moeders en de kinderen. Maar u heeft toch gezegd, ik zal goed voor je zijn en je familie zo ontelbaar maken als het zand langs de zee. Die nacht bleef hij daar. Toen nam hij van zijn vee een aantal dieren als geschenk voor zijn broer Esau. 200 vrouwtjes schijten en 20 mannetjes schijten. 200 vrouwtjes schapen en 20 mannetjes schapen. 30 vrouwtjes kamelen met de jongen, 40 koeien en 10 stieren. 20 vrouwtjes ezels en 10 jonge mannetjes ezels. Voor elke kudde wees hij een knecht aan die op die kudde moest passen. En hij zei tegen hen, ga voor mij uit en laat ruimte tussen de verschillende kudden. Tegen de voorste knecht zei hij, als je mijn broer Esau ontmoet en hij vraagt je, wie is je heer en waar ga je naartoe? En van wie is dat vee dat voor je, voor je uitloopt? Dan moet je zeggen, dit is een geschenk van uw dienaar Jacob, voor zijn heer Esau. Hij komt zelf achterloos aan. De tweede en de derde en alle andere knechten die achter de kudde aanliepen, moesten hetzelfde zeggen. En ze moesten ook zeggen, uw dienaar Jacob komt achter ons aan, want Jacob dacht, ik zal hem eerst een geschenk sturen. Daarmee vraag ik hem om vergeving. Pas daarna durf ik hem bij hem te komen. Misschien zal hij dan niet langer kwaad om zijn. Zo gingen zijn knechten met een geschenk voor hem uit, maar zelf bleef hij die nacht in het tentenkamp. Amen. Halleluja. So we have talked about the matter of how Jacob prayed. Spraken op over hoe Jacob bad. How he used to petition God. En hoe hij God vroeg. That simply because of the fact that he did not went about the things of the church recklessly, he had a specific reason to tell God why God was supposed to deliver him. Want hij niet roekelast met de dingen van God, had hij dus een reden om God te zeggen van dat hij me daarom moest bevrijden. So he knew that prayer. Dus hij wist dat gebed was a key. Een sleutel was. But he also knew how to pray. Maar hij wist ook hoe te bidden. He knew what to say in prayer. Hij wist wat te zeggen in gebed. His prayer wasn't only based on tongues. Zijn gebed was niet alleen maar gebaseerd op tongen. He knew how to petition the heavens. Hij wist hoe hij de hemel moest vragen. And we'll get there as we are coming to the end of the chapter. We zullen dat lezen nu einde van het hoofdstuk. But I want to discuss another part of this chapter. Maar ik wil een ander deel van dit van dit hoofdstuk bespreken. And that is favor. En dat is gunst. So the man who vowed in his heart to kill Jacob. Dus de man die in zijn hart beloofde om Jacob te doden. Somehow, somehow came to the point that he favored Jacob. Op een of andere manier kwam het punt dat hij Jacob gunste. 
And in the very same way, manier, in life we sometimes experience situations. In het leven hebben we bepaalde situaties which we need to turn around for our good. Die we moeten omdraaien voor ons goed. And I want to teach on that. En ik wil daarop onderwijzen. From some people who actually hate us, sommige mensen die ons haten, we need favor. Hebben we eigenlijk gunst nodig? Some people who seem to have the key to our destinies. Sommige mensen die erop lijken als ze de sleutel hebben tot in onze eigen bestemming. way they have positioned themselves as our haters. Op een of andere manier hebben, hun, hebben zij hunzelf gepositioneerd als onze haters. And Jacob dealt with that. En Jacob ging daarmee om. He prayed. Hij bad. But he did not just pray. Maar hij bad niet gewoon zomaar. He prayed intentionally. Hij bad opzettelijk. And he knew how to talk to the people that carried the keys to his further destiny. And hij wist hoe te praten met de mensen die de sleutel hadden naar zijn lotbestemming. He did not just walk up to Esau as if he was the man Jacob. Hij liep niet gewoon naar Esau toe alsof hij gewoon ja Jacob was. Even though he was a father. Ook al was hij een vader. He didn't just walk up to Esau as if he was entitled for favor. Hij liep niet gewoon naar Esau toe alsof hij of als alsof hij alsof gunst hem toebehoorde. Because if it was this present time, Esau would have just slapped him. Want in deze tijd had Esau dan gewoon geklapt. In the sentence of wat kom je hier doen? Wat kom je grote man spelen? You know? So that's translated to our present time. Dat is dan vertaald naar onze tijd. So he knew how to send gifts. Dus hij wist hoe hij cadeaus moest sturen. To the man he desired favor from. Naar de man waar hij augustus van verlangde. Favor isn't only a matter of warfare. Gunst is niet alleen maar een kwestie van because sometimes when we need I love your reaction. Sometimes when we need favor from certain people in our lives. Soms wanneer we gunst nodig hebben van bepaalde mensen in ons leven. We think that it's time to rise in the night. It's time, time to rise up the stand. But favor is also a matter of strategy. Maar gunst is ook een kwestie van strategie. If Jacob wouldn't have sent gifts to Esau. Als Jacob geen geschenken had gestuurd naar Esau. He wouldn't have been able to soften the heart of Esau. Was hij niet in staat om de hart van Esau te verzachten? So favor isn't only a matter of warfare. Dus gunst niet alleen maar een because you will warfare your way out and still remain the same. Want je zult gewoon in oorlog voeren, maar je zult nog steeds hetzelfde blijven. It's not only a matter of warfare, but also strategy. Het is niet alleen maar een kwestie van oorlogsvoering, maar ook strategie. Jacob knew how to appear to the person. Jacob wist hoe hij moest verschijnen. Aan de persoon and how to talk to the person and hoe te praten met die persoon he desired favor from van wie hij gunst verlangde some of us sommige van ons we need favor from a specific person hebben gunst nodig van een specifiek persoon but because of your pride maar vanwege je trots you can't just humble yourself kun je zo niet gewoon nederig zijn en nice to the person en gewoon lief met die persoon and praten. just be polite en gewoon vriendelijk because you think that i am a child of god so i'm Entitled to this blessing. You need to know how to talk and how to approach people you desire favor from. Because watch this, as we are making this analysis, Jacob was already promised these blessings. So he could have taken on the um, um, um he could have taken on the form of I'm already blessed. God has already said it, so I don't care about this man. Favor will reach me anyways. But he did not do that. 
The king had many of these girls whom he was sleeping with. But Esther knew that this was a matter of saving her folk. So even though there were some certain situations happening right now, she still used strategy to enter that place and become the next queen. If it wasn't for Esther and Mordecai, their strategy. Believe me, a woman like Fashti wouldn't be removed. She would not be removed. If she could say no to the king, you must know how determined she was about her position. You cannot just remove people like that if you do not use strategy. And in the very same way, there are people sitting upon our destinies which need to be removed. But simply because we think that prayer is the only way in and do not use strategy, we are still where we are. We are still where we are. Jacob knew that it was a matter of prayer and strategy. Daniel knew that it was a matter of prayer and being learned. Esther knew that it was a matter of praying and sanctifying herself. These people are to be taken as an example. It is not only about prayer. And it is not only about strategy. Because what you will see is that it will enter this church. There will, there will be people entering this church. And criticize the strategy we are operating in. Not knowing that that is just the external thing. Not knowing that eigenlijk the dat is gewoon het externe. Dus ze kijken naar het externe, welke strategie we als kerk moeten gebruiken. Maar niet naar het interne, wat gebed betekent. 
wat leiderschap betekent. Wat het betekent om met zielen om te gaan. So there are the people who only think about strategy. But it is a matter of prayer and strategy. That is how you enter your way in. That is how you Someone say prayer and strategy. Hallelujah. As I'm coming to the end of my preaching, I'll read from verse 22 to 30. And now I need you to be attentive. Because this is, this is strictly about prayer. We have seen how Jacob used to petition God. He knew what to say in prayer and how to pray. He knew how to favor himself. In the sight of the man who actually intended to kill him. In de ogen van de man die eigenlijk bedoeld was om hem te doden. And now we will focus on when to pray. En nu zullen we focussen op wanneer te bidden. And he arose that night. And took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven sons, and crossed over the ford of Jabbok. He took them, he sent them over the brook, and sent over what he had. Then Jacob was left alone. There will be times... You need to be left alone. There need to be times in your life you need to be left alone. Because some of us we desire breakthrough. But these are the elements we miss. These are the vital keys we miss. Knowing how to pray and what to say in prayer, number one. Knowing how to gain favor into the people we desire favor from, number two. Knowing when to pray, and knowing when to be left alone. These are vital keys for your breakthrough. These are vital keys. I'll read further. Then Jacob was left alone, verse 24, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. And I'll come there. If you can just underline. Now when he saw that, he did not prevail against him. Oh, let me see. Underline the breaking of day. The breaking of day. That's what you need to underline. And we'll come across some phrases in which you need to underline some words. But let's just read. Okay, verse 24. Then Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Some people think that... Some men think that... That man was standing for a pre-incarnate version of Jesus. Some people think that it were angels. But that is not what you must focus on. It was simply a manifestation of God. Whether it was Jesus, whether it were angels, it will shift your focus if you will try to understand if it were angels or Jesus or whatsoever. Simply understand that it was a manifestation of God. Amen. Now he touched the socket of his hip. And the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. I'll just read to verse 30. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Then, Jacob's, then Jacob asked, saying, Tell me your name, I prayed. And he said, why is it that you ask about my name? 
and he blessed him there. So Jacob called the name of that place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. Just as he crossed over Penuel, the sun rose on him and he limped on his hip. So the fact that he limped, it means he limped on his hip because the angel or the manifestation of God, he gave him a kick on his hip, on the hollow of his thigh. Therefore, to this day, the children of Israel do not eat the muscle that shrank. And that is still something. The Jews do not eat this very piece here. They do not eat that. Therefore, to this day, the children of Israel do not eat the muscle that shrank, which is on the hip socket, because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip in the muscle that shrank. You may read. Genesis 32, vanaf vers 22 tot 32. Snachts stond hij op en bracht zijn... Snachts stond hij op en bracht zijn twee vrouwen, zijn twee slavinnen en elf kinderen naar de overkant van de beek de Jabok. Daarna bracht hij zijn dieren en alles wat hij had naar de overkant. Jacob was als enige nog aan de andere kant van de beek. En iemand worstelde met hem tot de dag begon te worden. Toen hij merkte dat hij Jacob niet kon overwinnen, sloeg hij hem op zijn heupgewricht. Daardoor schoot het gewricht uit de kom tijdens de worsteling. Toen zei hij, laat me gaan, want het wordt dag. Maar Jacob zei, ik laat u pas los als u mij zegent. De man vroeg, hoe heet je? Hij zei Jacob. Toen zei de man, je zal niet langer Jacob heten, maar Israël. Want je hebt op een goede manier met God en met mensen geworsteld en je hebt gewonnen. Toen vroeg Jacob, zeg me alsjeblieft hoe, hoe, hoe u heet. Mm -hmm. Maar de man antwoordde, waarom vraag je hoe ik heet? En hij zegende hem daar. En Jacob noemde de plek Peniel, gezicht van God. Want zei hij, ik heb oog in oog met God gestaan en toch ben ik in leven gebleven. De zon kwam boven hem op toen hij bij Peniel overstak. Hij was kreupel aan één heup en tot op de dag van vandaag is de Israëlieten de spier niet die op de heup gericht ligt, want hij Jacob op heup, op heup gericht op de heupspier heeft geslagen. Amen. Amen. Are you here? Yes. Is everybody here? Is iedereen hier? Everybody here. Is iedereen hier? Really? Yes. Are you here? Sharp, 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 sharp. Kevin, bij hier. Emmanuel, Leslie, Aisha, Precious, Michelle, Therese, bij hier. Amen. Jij ook? Ja? Everybody here. Amen. Listen attentively. Luister heel aandachtig. Because if you listen attentively, als je heel aandachtig luistert, and allow God to first move in your mind, watch the move. En God toestaat om te bewegen in je gedachten gaan. Because there will be shifted something in your mind about prayer. If you listen attentively. This is a matter of life and death. Some of us approach the point of breakthrough several times. You get to the point where you wrestle for your destiny. But time after time you keep going back defeated. And one of these reasons might be. Because you don't know how to negotiate in prayer. We've seen Jacob reminding God about the promises. We hebben Jacob God zien herinneren over de beloftes. And again from verse 22 to 32. En nog vers 22 tot 32. We see God, we see Jacob. Zien we Jacob wrestling with God. Die worstelt met God. The fact that he had the ability to wrestle with God. Het feit dat hij de mogelijkheid had om met God te worstelen was already a king. 
Was er iets? Because many of us we don't even reach that point. Maar sommige van ons komen niet eens op dat punt. So the reason why we sometimes go back time after time. Dus de reden waarom we soms keer op keer defeated, verslagen zijn, is because we don't know how to negotiate in prayer. Want we niet weten hoe te hoe te onderhandelen in gebed. And I was talking to this to brother Michel. And I about this to brother Michel. Brother Michel hierover. There are need people who can pray with substance. Dat mensen nodig hebben die weten te bidden. That people when they lift up their voice. Wanneer ze hun stem verheffen. Heaven shakes. Dat de hemel schudt. The earth trembles. Dat de aarde beeft. Because you are a woman. Want je bent een vrouw. Who knows how to pray. Die weet hoe te bidden. Who knows how to get heaven down. Die weet hoe je hemel moet bidden. That you are a man who does not only have muscles. Dat je een man bent die niet alleen maar spieren heeft. But that you are a man who knows how to get heaven down. Maar dat je een man bent die weet hoe je hemel kan bidden. That you are not just a man who knows how to lift weights. Dat je niet een persoon bent die gewoon weet hoe je hemel kan bidden. But that you are a man who knows how to lift the earth. Lift demons. Lift heaven. Shake earth. That you are a man who knows how to wrestle in the spirit. Iemand weet dat je iemand bent die weet hoe te worstelen in in de geest. If you want to see promises fulfilled, als je de beloftes vervuld ziet, vervuld ziet worden, als je beloftes vervuld wil zien worden in je leven, you gotta give heaven nor hell chance to prevail, and only the hell een kans geven om te slagen. Om te slagen. We read. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him. How can it be that God does not prevail against somebody? Isn't he the almighty? Who can say that God iemand niet verslaat? Is hij niet de almachtige? But there are laws Jacob was acting on. Maar er zijn wetten waarop Jacob handelde. There were some things he was reciting which God could not resist. Die hij noemde die God gewoon niet kon weerstaan. If you do not if you do not know how to know what to say in prayer. Your prayer will be long but ineffective. And you will not become a person who prays with substance. And then when it comes to certain points where your leader tells you that you must rise in prayer, but you think by yourself, it is a matter of knowing what to say, knowing when to pray, knowing how to pray, not just prayer itself. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip. So this was what God did. On the hip of Jacob. Because heaven didn't know how to prevail against the prayers of Jacob. Imagine! Imagine! That you are praying a prayer and heaven simply does not know how to assist your prayers. That heaven must bless you. That heaven has no chance. This is how I succeeded in school. This is how I ben geslaagd op school. If I'm honest, as ik eerlijk ben, vanaf de derde klas toen ik in G4C kwam, I really didn't spend time on making my homework. Didn't really study for tests because my mind was all about God. And you shouldn't take this as an example. School is very important. You gotta be learned as a Christian. So take your school. Take your school. Um, very serious. But that was what I did. My mind was only on services. God. Praying. Fasting. Reading the word. And of course, it resulted into something. But you gotta have balance. You gotta have balance. 
I forgot what I wanted to say, but let's read verse 25 again. Now, when he saw that he didn't prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip. And the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint. As he, oh my God, as, underline the word as. Because it's important to not skip such words. So the word as, it refers to the fact, it says, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint. So he was already limping. As he wrestled with him. So, regardless of the fact that Jacob was limping, under the fact that the Anadvankala was, he still wrestled. He still wrestled. And the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. As God was wrestling with Jacob. Jacob was Anadvankala. But still he wrestled. Still he wrestled. Still he wrestled. And states, physical circumstances are no reason to stop praying. There is no reason to stop praying. I remember this one time. I came from school. And I was praying, 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 praying. I was just so determined to pray. I was praying for my friends. And an attack hit me. And I felt so heavy. It was as if my soul was just being ripped out of my body. I became so, everything became so heavy. But I kept praying, I kept praying. And the heaviness was so strong on me. That at a certain point, I was just, this was the way I was thrown against my closet. But I kept on praying. I was so hungry for God. I kept on praying despite of the heaviness. I kept on praying. I kept on praying. Physical circumstances. I'm not supposed to determine the way you pray. You got to remain a warrior regardless. If you want to achieve something, you got to remain a warrior regardless. Your family will come after you. I have experienced that. Even my neighbors came for me. Because I live downstairs. And I have a very annoying woman living on the floor on top of me. And at that time, there was a certain way we used to pray. And everybody followed it. Everybody did it. So I also took it on. I screamed and prayed. I petitioned heaven. I screamed. And it did not matter which time it was. My mother had to deal with it. I prayed. I prayed. So it came to a point. Then my family was just tired of me. They were tired of that boy in the house. Screaming and shouting at any time he wants to. They were just tired of me. But I was determined. I was determined. My physical circumstances didn't determine the way I pray. And everybody around me had to just cope with it. Just deal with it because I have an assignment. And I don't say that you must become a burden to your parents or is living in your house. Of course you must think about it. You are not living in your own house. But that time I did not care about anything. My mind was 100% God. So every time I prayed, 
Okay, but then I shouted, I shouted, I stabbed, I collapsed, I did everything. And when my family came for me, it did not matter. Because the strength I had built up in prayer, no, no external thing could make that to go down. I was so determined of what I was doing. That when my mother shouted for me, when she cussed me out, and I'm telling you, when a Surinamese mother cusses at you, when a Suriname mother cusses at you, oh my goodness, you will doubt God so badly. You will doubt God so badly. One time, my mother was so angry at me, and I know it was just these spirits reacting on my prayer. So. I knew that it wasn't my mother. Maar het kwam op een punt dat mijn moeder zo boos was over het feit dat ik naar de kerk ging en zo bad in het huis. Dat ze letterlijk tegen me zei, let op, op een dag ga je in de goot belanden. Because of the way I prayed. But see how she is now praising me. Because I did not allow physical circumstances to determine the way I prayed. To determine the way I practiced Christianity. It came to a point. Het kwam tot een punt dat mijn vader had to come to my house. En mijn vader had naar mijn huis moest komen. Mijn ouders zijn gescheiden. So he came to my house. Hij kwam naar mijn huis. Some evening. Een avond. And I don't know what the guy was saying, but ik weet niet wat hij zei, maar he said something like, he said, Jamarios aan het vechten met demonen. Je moet stoppen. Hij is aan het vechten met demonen. Oké. Indien, I'm fighting demons. But what I'm trying to state is that the enemy will use all, all kind of tactics to come against you when you are effective. And it will make you to doubt God. But as I say, physical circumstances should not determine the way you pray. Jacob was limping. And he remained wrestling. And he believed worstelen. He remained wrestling. He kept on wrestling. He played worstelen. 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 All my sisters turned against me. All my sisters turned against me. All my brothers turned against me. All my brothers turned against me. I had no one in the house. I had no one in the house. And what ook een ding is van Surinamers, als één persoon het weet, na een week weet, al je familie, al je familieleden weten het, iedereen weten het. So now I am that boy in the family. Oh, die zoon van Mura en John die naar de kerk gaan. You know, if you as a Suriname person are going to church, je wordt al snel gelabeld als oh die jongen die naar de kerk gaat. Die vrome jongen, die heilige jongen. Physical circumstances, omstandigheden, should not determine the way you pray. Moet niet bepalen op de manier hoe je bidt. Many things came against me. Veel dingen kwamen. And just for you. To really know that I'm not lying, there was some evening in my house. It was an hour in my house that it got so tenseful that it's so intensive there that my father came to my house. My father came to my house to come, and he got so angry and he was so boss that he picked me up and came so now and twisted me like 360 degrees in the air, helemaal draaien and put me down. En me weer op de grond bracht. And many people know. En veel mensen weten. As it comes to the spiritual realm, wanneer het komt op uh, in de geestelijke dimensie. My father is a real character. Mijn vader is dan echt een karakter. 
I've seen him raising dead people. Ik heb dode mensen zien doen opstaan. And it's not a lie. En het is geen leugen. These powers are real but demonic. Deze krachten zijn echt maar demonisch. I've literally and I'm not lying. Because I myself I was part of the process. Want ik zelf was een deel van het proces. I've literally seen him raising people. Ik heb hem letterlijk mensen zien doen opwekken. Whom according to these spirits had just one day to live. Die volgens deze geesten één dag hadden om te leven. I've seen him healing people. Ik heb hem gezien mensen genezen. And that was not with the power of God. En dat was niet met de kracht van God. So when he twisted me in the air, so hij me zo rondrijden in de in de in de lucht, that reflected him trying to use his powers to shift or return my repentance. Dat reflecteerde dat hij mijn bekering wil omdraaien. That was what he was trying to do. Dat probeerde hij te doen. But as I say, maar zoals ik zeg, physical circumstances should not determine the way you put Bepalen de manier hoe je bidt. There will come many things against you. Er zullen vele dingen tegen je komen. It will be your family members. Je familie. It will be your friends. Je vrienden. It will be your closest ones. Je dichtstbijzijnde. But stay determined. Maar blijf vastberaden. Stay determined. Blijf vastberaden. If you want to see promises fulfilled. Als je beloftes uh, tot vervulling wilt zien komen. You gotta give neither heaven nor hell any chance to prevail. Dan moet je de hemel en de hel geen kans geven om te overwinnen. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, "Let me go for the day breaks." But he said, "I will not let you go unless you bless me." Toen hij merkte dat hij Jacob niet kon overwinnen, sloeg hij hem op zijn heupgewricht. Daardoor schoot het gewricht uit de kom tijdens de worsteling. Toen zei hij, laat me gaan, want het wordt dag. Maar Jacob zei, ik laat u pas los als u mij zegent. Amen. I'll break down two verses. Verse 25 and verse 26, then we'll pray. Listen attentively. Luister heel aandachtig. Of verse 27, I mean. So he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. You may read. The man vroeg, hoe heet je? Hij antwoordde, Jacob. You got to pray. You moet bidden. You may lift the strings, please. You got to pray. You moet bidden. Until heaven, to the hemel, decides about to get to know your name. You got to pray until heaven decides to get to know your name. You gotta be a substantial warrior. You moet an, an, an a warrior with substance. A warrior who knows how to pray. A warrior who knows when to pray. Because Jacob rose in the night. Warriors whose prayers don't depend on how their body feels. Niet gebaseerd op hoe hun lichaam voelt, but they simply have an eye on the price. Maar ze hebben een oog op de prijs. They have an eye on the price. Ze hebben een oog op de prijs. Because many of us we have come to the point of breakthrough. There were some things we desperately want. Er zijn dingen die we heel noodzakelijk willen, wanhopig willen. And now you are feeling heavy. And you feel now you don't have hope anymore. Je hebt geen hoop meer. You just don't feel the process anymore. Je voelt het proces helemaal niet meer. But you gotta keep your eye on the price. You gotta remain that substantial warrior who knows how to petition heaven. Die weet hoe je eigen stelt op de 
who knows how to pray. And I'll say this last thing. Verse 26. And here, please don't go down, brother. And he said, Let me go for the day breaks. Somebody say, Let me go. Say, Let me go. Let me go. I need you to say it. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go. So that was God that made Jacob to let him go. He literally said in verse 26. Let me go for the day breaks. Oh my God. But he said. I will not. 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 Imagine praying and God says, let me go. God says, let me go. And you are saying, you are not going anywhere. You are not going anywhere. Unless. Someone say, unless. Say, unless. Say, unless. Say, unless. Say, unless. There is something you are waiting for. There is something there is something you desperately want but you gotta be determined and talk I will not let you go I will not let you go I will not let you go unless I will not 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 let me go for the day breaks let me go for the day breaks let me go for the day breaks Jacob rose in the night and he got to wrestle with God listen there are beings listen attentively there are beings there are beings you won't be able to wrestle with by day in the dark yeah, over dark there are beings you won't be able to wrestle with by day so it said he rose up that night in the night he rose up that night in the night he rose up that night in the night it is in verse 22 in verse 22 you may put it on the board he rose up that night. He rose that night. He rose up that night. There are beings he won't be able to wrestle with. By day. Jacob got up in the night. He knew when to pray. He knew when to pray for what? There are beings you won't be able to wrestle with by day. Jacob understood that heaven at some at some time at some point had to give way. Heaven at some point had to give way. I will not let you um let me see. It is verse 24. Then Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. And let me see, let me see, let me see. Yes, 26. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. It came to a point 
Send angels places. Because we know when to pray. We know what to say in prayer. We know how to pray. We know how to petition the heavens. That our voice is so respected in the heavens. That just that the reason of our voice, heaven must come down. It is a thing. It is a thing. It is a thing. It is a thing. Heaven can respond to your voice. Heaven can respond to your voice. You gotta pray prevailing prayers. You gotta pray prevailing prayers. You gotta pray prevailing prayers. Yes, your worship is good, but that is not just it. Yes, your praise is good, but that is not just it. When will it come to you rising in the night and commanding entities to lose their priests? Heaven got to know your voice. Heaven got to respect your voice. You got to give neither heaven nor hell a chance to prevail. You got to pray prevailing prayers. He said, I will not let you go. Imagine he was limping. He was limping. And still he had the audacity to tell God, I will not let you go. Unless, unless you bless me. His blessing was the target. His blessing was the target. He did not give up. He did not give up. Because he understood that it was a matter of life and death. Esau was chasing him anyways. So if it wasn't for God to kill him, Esau would have anyways. You gotta pray prevailing prayers. Heaven gotta know your voice. And if I can just have encouraged one person to stop the prayer. To know what to say in prayer. That you rise. That you use the authority that is set upon your tongue. That you are able to tell God. Or able to tell hell. That you are rising with the authority that God has given you upon your tongue. That you are praying by the authority Jesus has given you. That you are decreeing and declaring things that must and shall happen. That you are declaring that you are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. That you are declaring that you are ruling from the third round down. That you decide to become a woman that prays with substance. That you are no longer just a prayer warrior. But that you are a prayer strategist. That you know how to pray. That you know when to pray. That when people need prayer, they know that they need to come in. That they need to come to you. Because you know when they must pray. You know when they have to pray. You know what they must say. That you can teach them on prayer. Because prayer itself is not enough. Your prayer got to carry reminders. To heaven and hell. Your prayer got to carry substance. That you know what to say in prayer. That no demon can stand the words you speak. That even angels can stand the words you speak. That they got to ask you to let them go. But that you are able to say, I'm not 
letting you go unless. I'm not letting you go unless. I'm not letting you go unless. I'm not letting you go unless. That you are able to demand. That you are able to place demands. That you are able to place demands. No more just prayer. But prayer that prevails. Prayer that prevails. Prayer that prevails. Prayer that prevails. Then when you pray, people are so encouraged. Because they so much how much seal you are praying. And then the seal is not only found in your mouth. But when they listen to the words you pronounce, then they desire to go deeper. That they desire to go deeper. That your substance is not only semi-sensed in the way you pray. Or on your tongues, of your your tongue down, but that people can really hear that you know what you are saying. That you know what you are doing. That you know what you are wrestling and dealing. That you know how to shift heaven. That you know how to demand things from heaven. That you know how to, things from that you know how to shut the mouths of demons. That you know how to cast them out. That you know how to dispatch angels. That you know that you know how to remove barriers. That you know how to stand as the authority that you are in your territory. That you that you will just become that woman of prayer. That man of prayer. And this was just an encouragement. To get you into strategic prayers. To make you to become a strategic prayer warrior. That you study words you can use in your prayer. That you study certain Greek words. That you buy certain Bibles to gain more understanding and knowledge. And sign into the true definition of the Word of God. So that when you pray, heaven has no chance. So that when you pray, hell has no chance. I will not let you go unless. I will not let you go unless. I will not let you go unless. Oftentimes we wait on heaven's response. But it came to the point that heaven was waiting on Jacob's response. You gotta know how to pray. Intentionally learn how to pray. Let us rise. And I need you to take on the form of a warrior. Take on the form of a true prayer strategist. The houding van iemand die weet strategisch te bidden. Someone who is ready to petition the heavens. Iemand die klaar is om de hemel te vragen. Someone who is ready to tell altars to make way. Iemand die klaar is om altaren te zeggen om om de weg vrij te maken. Someone who is ready to arise in his God-given authority. Iemand die klaar is om op te staan in Gods gegeven autoriteit. Let's begin to lift up our voices. Laten we stemmen opheffen. And begin to pray. 
beginnen met bidden. Let's begin to lift up our voices. Laten we beginnen met bidden. And begin to pray. En beginnen met bidden. Let's begin to lift up our voices. And begin to pray. Men dwellen brekus kabrianta la 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 maswata ya namahaya. If just the lights can be turned up. I need strings representing war. I need strings representing death. Where are my Debras? Where are my Debras? Women of war who know how to fulfill the mandate and the assignment when men like Barakim Akako Kakakapo Preketo Bakakamakadu Lepapakapa Lapatapaka Ampalaila Lapaila Mantabonda Baini Mikantu Mantale Zuele Mekota Baila I arise up my legal right and dominion over this region and over every territory for you have given me jurisdictional authority I appeal to the God who blessed Abraham, Isaac and Jacob I appeal to the God who sent Esther into the king's house upon the I decree and declare that I have a free passage from my prayers to ascend into the heavens. I, I, I decree and declare that by the raising of my sound, by the raising of my voice, heaven must give way. Heaven must give way. I come into agreement with the host of heaven. And I dispatch every angel that is supposed to be present in this service. Every angel that's supposed to be present here and now. I dispatch you every barrier in the spirit. Every barrier in the spirit. Every barrier in the spirit that is keeping me. That is keeping me from my God-given promise. I command you to make way. Make way right now, right now. I dispatch assistant angels for war, assistant angels for favor, assistant angels for breakthrough, assistant angels, the keys and elements necessary for my next level. Come on, somebody pray. Come on, somebody pray. Come on, somebody pray. I just want to hear the people pray. I just want to hear the people pray. I want to hear us sing. 
I want to hear of you have understood the teaching. I want to hear you pray. I want to hear you pray. I want to see that the woman will know that they must rise upon the bekele nekete. Kapari upon the bele katwa. Lepan kabayana makato. A woman who knows how to declare, I am seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. I rule and reign with a heavenly mandate. I speak from the third realm, and therefore I speak. I speak in alignment with God's perfect will. So everything I speak must come to pass. Tonight, as I am mandated and graced to speak, I become an architect of my destiny. Limitations break. Limitations break. Evil covenants be destroyed. The money altars make way. Come on, petition heaven. Come on, petition heaven. Let us make this place hot. Let us make this place hot. Let us make it hot. If just one person can decide that tonight I want to lose my voice because of my prayer. Pray until you reach the realm where angels are singing in your ears. Where you hear angels fluttering their wings. beyond you. Pray until you are no longer you. Come on, decree and declare as the woman of God you are. Come on, decree and declare as the man of God you are. When it came to men like Elijah, they called down fire and fire consumed 50 prophets. 50 prophets again. Until 800 prophets were consumed. But just one person sound. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Ah, if I can just have three women, three women, three women who can decide to pray beyond themselves. Pray until your tongue shift. Come on, if I can just have about two mothers in this place. You can say, the generation my sons are growing up in, I can't allow them to remain the same. Come on, begin to speak to the foundations of the generation of your sons and your daughters. Begin to speak. 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 Come on, come on. Pray until your belly burns. Pray until your hand Pray until your clothes are wet. It is evening anyways, you are going nowhere. Pray until your clothes are wet. Pray until your body burns. Pray until your body burns. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. We can be talking about 
gotta do more than the olden days. Come on, push yourself. Push yourself. Push yourself. If you don't feel like praying, force yourself to pray. Come on, go beyond that limit. Break that limit. Break that limit in your inner man. Come on, let these lionesses arise. Let these lions arise. Let these lions arise. Let us decide to pray beyond charisma. Let us decide to pray beyond beautiful words. Let us decide to pray from our spirit. That it is no longer you that prays, but the spirit of God praying through you. Come on, where are the desperate people? Where are the desperate people? I need you to go up in volume. I need you to go up in volume. I need you to go up in volume. Let us petition heaven. Let's petition heaven. Let's petition heaven. I need you to come to the point where you are screaming in your prayers. understands. There is a language that heaven understands. 
There is a language that heaven understands. Come on, pray intensively.
because that is your next level.
Let it hit your spirit right now. 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 You are the one that is supposed to stand in the gap for your generation. You have postponed it long enough. You have been running for long enough. Your generation is sovereign and we need your voice. You can be successful in your profession and still an intercessor in your secret chamber. It is like a burden in your belly. 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 Father, give us that fresh fire. Father, equip us to become the intercessors. Father, we are presenting ourselves available. Father, we want to be the one. 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 Father, we want to be the one.
Make a way 
today you are confronted others that has robbed you of your finances others that has robbed you of your degree your academic career your academic degree others that has robbed you of favor in the sight of man Others that have set you up to lose your fragility. You are confronting them and telling them to make way. No longer shall they harass your family members. You are confronting witchcraft. God is giving you a rock. He is giving you a rock. He is giving you a rock. A rock of prayer to come against the witchcraft of your family. people going out of this place with glory 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 they cannot withstand and it won't be fake glory it will be tangible glory it won't be fake glory it won't be glory that is based on charisma it will be glory that is based on intimacy based on a real relationship with heaven you will cry out 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 it will, be, it will be because of your outcry that heaven will respond to your generation. When it came to Sodom and Gomorrah, heaven wasn't responding to anybody but Abraham. If it wasn't for the cry of Abraham, Lot would have been destroyed. But Abraham knew how to negotiate in prayer. His voice was known by the heavenlies. Your voice will be known by the heavenlies. Someone is going out of this place with a tangible glory. It is like a mantle on your life. It is like a mantle on your life. It can be a new person. God has given you a mantle of glory. You will pray and pray. You will even surprise your church members. Let that man of God in generation, in generation for Christ rise. Let a man of God in gospel of Christ church rise. I call for, I call for, I call for, I call for that people of God. I call for that next preacher. I call for that next evangelist. I call for that next prophetess. I call for that next prophet. I call for that next teacher. I call for that next pastor. I call you for. I call you for. I call you for. It is as if I'm seeing mantles. And it is as if I'm seeing mantles in the atmosphere. They need to be inherited. Let the teacher arise. Let the pastor arise. Let the prophetess arise. Let the evangelist arise. Let the prophet arise. 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 I call you forth. I call you forth. I call you forth. Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, come forth. Let the dry bones arise. Let the dry bones arise. The people that are supposed to 
happen. Yes, O God. Arise, 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 arise. I come for the tribals. The Lord is unfailing. He is unfailing. He is unfailing the face of Lazarus. The Lord is unfailing the face of Lazarus. When Lazarus was in the grave, his head was tied about with napkins and he was thinking, he was thinking, he was thinking, he was thinking. I see the Lord unfailing somebody's face. The Lord is opening your eyes to scriptures. He's opening your eyes to scriptures. He's opening your eyes to scriptures. People have been calling you death. But you will let your generation know huh, that there is a man named Jesus who still raises the death. Who still raises the death even after four days. He is unveiling the eyes. He is unveiling the face of Lazarus. I command dry bones to rise. 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 You will not pray the same way you used to pray. You will not pray the same way you used to pray. Your tongues are even changing. Your tongues are even changing. David, let it come upon you right now. David, let it come upon you right now. David, let it come upon you right now. That fire of the Lord. 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 Let it consume you completely. Let it consume you from your inner man. Lazarus is rising. Lazarus is rising. The Lazarus in gospel of Christ church. Yeah, that's it. 
has given you a voice for the glory realm. He has given you a voice for the glory realm. He is drawing you nearer. He is drawing you nearer. As soon as the Son of God was lifted up, He started drawing mankind nearer to Him. You will hunger and thirst after God. You will hunger and thirst for the glory realm. You will hunger and thirst for power of God. Your prayer chamber will be known for glory. That even your family members will ask you what you have brought along. Your family members will ask you what is the prayer you are praying. That your house will be saturated with glory. That when people enter your house, a glory will be set. A glory will be set. Your room is being set on fire. Your room is being set on fire. I see somebody entering his fire chamber. And there is a fire about to strike you. There is a fire about to strike you. When you are going to pray, there is a fire that is awaiting you. There is a fire that is awaiting you. I see a huge fire. I see a huge fire. I see it hanging above your bed. 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 And as soon as you lift up your voice, that huge fire is entering you. It is entering you. It is a non-consumer. It is a it is a fire that cannot that cannot be withstood. A fire that cannot be withstood.